Hello, everyone. Hello, 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 hello. God bless you all. God bless you. Hello, hello, hello. How are you all today? It's Tuesday night. It is Bible study time. We are excited to be with you all again on this Tuesday evening. It's Bible study time. Hello, hello. How are you all? Hope you all have had a great day. We're just going to wait a little bit till we get someone in on tonight so that we can go forth in our Bible study on this evening. I believe uh, we have, um, I'm excited as always to be with you all on Bible study. So come on in, come on in. <clears throat> yes. Hello, everyone. God bless you all. It is Tuesday. Man, these days are flying. These days are flying. God bless you all. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. As you're coming in, say hello. Say hello. It's good to see you all tonight. God bless you. Hey, God bless you, my big brother. Amen. Georgie, God bless you. Brother Kelly, God bless you. God bless you. Y'all do me a favor. Do me a favor if you don't mind. Do me a favor and share on your page, like and share. So we're gonna begin in a couple of minutes. I'm excited to be with you all. Hope you all have had a great day. Hope you had a great day, Georgie. Hope your day went well. Yes, today went quick for me and I'm excited about that. <laughs> it was a good day overall. It was a very good day. Yes, it was. So we're excited. It's Bible study time. Tuesday biblical tools. Tuesday biblical tools. Yes. Tuesday biblical tools. Yes. Tuesday biblical tools with yours truly, Pastor Brenda G. Jones. And so we're excited. Say hello as you're coming in. Say hello. Thank you all so very much. Do me a favor, like and share. If you don't mind, tag somebody in. Let them know that it's Bible study. We have a, another awesome word from the Lord on tonight, and I'm excited about it. Yes, we do. We have a great word. I think so. It ministered to me. So <laughs> I hope that it ministers to you all as well. And yes, yes, we're about to. Um, mine's was good. Mine's my day was really well. Like I said, it went by pretty quick. <laughs> and so that's a good thing. All right. Say hello as you're coming in. So um, 
we're going to begin because I don't want to um, hold you all too, too long. Um, I really don't want to hold you long tonight. I want to be able to get into the word of God and then after, you know, and let you all go. Yes, we do have another series. Yes, yes, yes. I love series because it gives me opportunity to take you all along with myself into the word of God and we can pull out a little bit more um, points and details and it's Bible study. And that's what, you know, it's indicative of studying the word of God, making it applicable to your life so you can walk it out so that you can live it out so that you can um, build your relationship with God. And so, yes, um, we are excited about that. And so, yes, we have another series on tonight, but I think it's a good series. Um, I hope you all have been blessed by the word of God um, since now. God bless you. Hey, mom, God bless you. Hello, hello, Sister Betty. God bless you. That's my mama. All right. <laughs> so we thank God for you all. So get your Bibles. All right. Um, I, I, I still got a Bible. I got the, a hardback Bible this time tonight. I got my hardback Bible tonight. I have a lot of Bibles, different kind of Bibles. Um, but it's only a few that I actually really use, but even though I have them. Um, so get your Bibles on tonight. Get your pens and your paper. We're going to do a series, another series. And so I'm excited about that. So um, um, stay with us. Um, I'm thinking that this might be... Um, I'm thinking that this might be, um, maybe a three, a three part series. I'm thinking, yeah, three part series. It's probably going to be a three part series as we have been diving into. So as you coming on, um, do me a favor, um, like, and share, tag someone, let them know that Bible study is beginning. Um, also, um, um, say hello, say hello. All right. Um, Hey, Sister Gloria, how are you? How are you? Hey, Sister Gloria. Um, so we thank God for you all. Um, and so um, just by way of announcements, we want to get those in and out of the way, and I'll cover them again on at the end of, uh, of our teaching. I will cover them again. I think it's a red night. I got all this red going on tonight. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, um, uh, um, Bow Summit, Bow Summit is not just for women, <laughs> it's for anyone that wants some impartation pertaining to business, pertaining to advancing your life, pertaining to um, um, helping you along this walk with Jesus Christ. You are very essential and important that as a believer that you understand that there is an anointing. And that there is a level of worship that you have to give and that you have to be present in the marketplace. As a believer, you need to understand that it is a very important that you are, that your presence is needed in the marketplace. All right. So the Bow Summit is not just for women. I know I'm a woman pastor and I'm a female preacher, but it's just not for women. It's for men as well. So if you are interested in being a part of the Bow Summit, please go ahead and um, go ahead and register, register Bow Summit 2020. It stands for the acronyms are for business oil and worship business oil and worship. We always push the kingdom of Jesus Christ and whatever we do. 
Okay. Um, Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior. Yes, I believe that wholeheartedly. Okay. <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. My allergy's been acting up, but nevertheless. So, Bow Summit 2020, October the 23rd, we have a prolific prophet, man of God, none other than Bishop J. Donald Edwards from the Dream Center, Raleigh, North Carolina. Many of y'all know him. If you if you don't know him, um, follow him, tap into his page, J. Donald Edwards. Um, powerful teacher, powerful preacher, um, um, a prophet indeed. So um, he will be on with us Friday night live. And then um, on that Saturday, that Saturday morning at 11 a.m., we will have none other than Tiffany Montgomery, that woman of God, that prophetess. She will be with us on that um, Saturday morning at 11 a.m. And for that Saturday morning, Friday, you don't have to register because it's going to be live on all of our platforms, YouTube, Facebook Live our podcast live, all that wonderful good stuff at Friday night at 7 p.m. Um, and then on that Saturday morning at 11 a.m., you have to register for 11 a.m. That is a private Zoom session that uh, Tiffany Montgomery will be doing. If you don't know who she is, check her out, follow her, subscribe to her. She is a multimillionaire. She's been featured in several, mag several magazines. She is... Um, um, a prayer warrior indeed. Um, she is definitely um, in the marketplace, but she is a believer of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God has blessed her. She is a best-selling author as well. And she has established and opened uh, what she calls the Entrepreneur um, University, the Entrepreneur University. And then she has a millionaire's conference every year. Okay. So listen, you don't want to miss either one of these nights, but Saturday you do have to register and a small registration fee of just $35. Register early because we want to be able to get your registration packet to you when I begin to melt out the registration packets. Um, listen, thank you all for those who have already registered. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it so very much. But if you have not registered, go register. Go register on our website register by October the 8th on our website. Um, go there, register, be a part of it, and um, um, you don't want to miss it. Okay, so let's go into the word of God on tonight. Let's go into the word of God on tonight. Um, hope you all have had a great day. God bless you. Um, and so let's go to the word of God on tonight. So as you're coming in, say hello, say hello, hey, say hello. Um, tomorrow morning, we'll be with you at 6.30 a.m., 6.30 a.m. We will be with you on tomorrow morning for breaking of day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can change your life. You don't want to miss it. God's been moving in our breaking of day prayer conference call. And so this is, I'm excited about it because we've been doing that for like five years now. We just now become invisible with it, but we've been doing it for a while. All right. So be, meet us here. Here tomorrow morning, 6.30 a.m., breaking up day prayer conference call. You can also call into our prayer line. You can also call into our prayer line on tomorrow morning. If you cannot be live, you can call into our prayer line. It's scrolling around the down the bottom. All right, call into our prayer line. Be a part of that Facebook Live, YouTube Live, 
on our podcast as well. If you cannot make it, you can listen to it and go back to any of these streams um, to listen and be a part of it. So let us go into the word of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Oh God, we thank you for allowing us one more time to see a day and to complete another day of work and travel and doing all that we needed to do on today. Lord God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy for this is the day that you have made and we are rejoicing in it and being glad. We thank you, God, because you kept us throughout the course of this day. We thank you because the peace and the joy that you have given unto us, we do not take it for granted. We thank you, Father, hallelujah, because you didn't allow the enemy, Lord God, hallelujah, Lord God, to take us out, even though he wanted to, Lord God, kill, steal, and to destroy everything that you have placed on the inside of us. But God, I thank you that you said that we shall live and not die. I bless your name on tonight. I praise you and I adore you, God, as we prepare, Lord God, to go into your word. God, we ask that you will, Lord God, open up our understanding. We ask that you will give us clarity of thought. We ask that you will give us enunciation of speech. God, we ask that you will send that anointing that makes teaching easy and preaching easy in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord God, even for those that will be chiming in, those that have already chimed in. God, we pray that you will, Lord God, bless them, God. We pray, Lord God, that you will begin to open up their ears that they may hear what the Spirit has to say on tonight. Touch them right where they need to be touched. Give them a word to encourage them in Jesus' name. We thank you for them and we bless you for them. And Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let it be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, let's go into the word of God. I want you all to go with me very quickly to the book of Judges. Go with me very quickly to the book of Judges on tonight. The book of Judges. Um, that's where I want you to go with me on tonight. The book of Judges. Um, and I want you to go to the eighth chapter of the book of Judges. The eighth chapter of the book of Judges. All right. And yes, we are going to be in another series, another series on uh, a Bible study. We finish out the X-Men, right? The time of the remnant, the time for the remnant, the time of the remnant excuse me, the time of the remit. So we, we finished that out on last week, Tuesday. We hope that you were blessed by um, um, that series um, that God had given us. It, I was truly blessed and um, thank God for that. So we're going to be in another series um, on for the next, probably the next three Tuesdays. Okay. So Judges the eighth chapter, uh, we're going to begin at the 22nd verses. Uh, get your Bibles, get your Bibles. Hey, God bless you, my sister, my friend. Love you much. Uh, Pastor Sabrina Lewis, God bless you. God bless you. Do me a favor, y'all. If y'all don't mind, like and share. All right, tag somebody, tell them Bible study. Biblical Tools Tuesday is here. We're live. All right, so let's go into the word of God. Gideon, excuse me, Judges, the eighth chapter and the 22nd. Um, verse. We're going to read from the 22nd and all the way to the 35th verses. We're going to read just a little bit here. Okay. Um, so let us begin reading the word of the Lord. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, rule thou over us, but both thou and thy son and thy son's son also, for thou hast delivered us from the hands of the Midian. Verse 23, and Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my sons rule over you. The Lord shall rule you. Verse 24 says, and Gideon's 
Uh, I think I said verse 24 twice, but that was verse 23. Verse 24, and Gideon said unto them, I would desire a request of you that ye will give me every man the earrings of his prey. Meaning I want you to give me all the earrings from your victims, from the dead men, okay? Give me all the earrings of your prey for they have golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. Okay, um, verse 25, and they answered, we will, <coughs> excuse me, and they answered, we will, we, we will be willing, um, give them, we will willingly give them. And they spared a gar and they spread a garment and did cast therein every man the earrings of his prey. And the weight of the gold earrings that had requested was a thousand and seven seven hundred shekels of gold, about twenty-five thousand dollars, the weight of those earrings. All right, of uh, of 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 the men that they had killed, that they took the earrings out of their ears. All right. They took the jewels from them um, and they spread it on a garment and the weight of them was one thousand seven hundred shekels of gold. This was beside ornaments, collars and the purple raiment that was on the kings of Midian and beside their chains that were about their camel's neck. OK, so that didn't include all that other stuff. That was just the earrings that weighed that much. It was worth that much. All right. And verse 27 says, and Gideon made an ephod thereof and put it in his city, even or excuse me, Orpha, and all Israel went thither as a whoring after it, which things became a snare unto Gideon and his house. Thus the thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel, so that they lifted up their head no more, and the country was in quietness. 40 years in the days of Gideon. Verse 33 says, and it came to pass as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel turned again and went whoring after Balaam and with and, and made ba ba Balaam bereth their God. And the children of Israel remembered not the Lord their God, who had delivered them out of the hands of the enemies on every side. Verse thirty-five: Neither show them, neither show they kindness to the house of Jeroboam, namely Gideon, according to all the goodness which he had shown unto Israel. Thus far, the scriptures. All right, let us go into the word of God. What we're going to discuss on tonight, and I know y'all saw it um, 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 scrolling down the bottom of the screen. The topic that we're going to talk about is good motive with negative outcome. A good motive with negative outcomes. So let us go uh, into what we want to talk about on tonight. Good motive, motive with negative outcomes. When we speak about motive, what are we actually speaking about? What are we actually talking about? What is motive? A reason for doing something, especially that one is hidden or not obvious. 
So you're doing something, but it's not, it's kind of hidden and it's not obvious to everybody else because a motive is usually hidden in the heart and the mind. It's something that you're pondering within yourself. It's, it's a more of emotion than an action, but it, it will display itself as an action, but it's really an emotion. There's something behind a motive uh, when you have a motive, okay? But it will display itself in an action something that you actually do. All right. A motive can be positive or negative. It can be the desire to see someone's benefit. So that's a positive thing because you have a motive to see someone benefit, or it can be a negative to see someone fall. That's a motive. All right. And depending on which side you on right now, right? It can be negative or positive. God bless you, Alyssa. God bless you. All right. So when we talk about motive, it's something on the inside in your heart and in your mind, but it displays in your actions, right? Um, and it's not necessarily very obvious because it's kind of like a hidden thing, right? It's, it's, it's hidden. So that's a motive. It can be positive or negative, um, but it will display itself in your actions. During this time in your life, as God is moving um, in your life and connecting you um, and connecting with you, he is connecting you with new people, new places, and revealing his purpose and his plan more and more for your life during this time, this pandemic. If you're not um, moving and moving forward, even though we're in the midst of this pandemic, guess what? Uh, um, then maybe you might need to check yourself. I know that we're in a situation where we can't do things the way we used to do things, but it has not stopped God from moving and acting and responding. It does not say that the plan of God and the purpose of God and that the purpose have God, that, excuse me, that the purpose God has placed in your life is not all right, in full operation. So you got to understand something that God is doing something new. He is resetting his people. He is resetting us. So he's reconnecting us as well to people, places, and revealing more of our purpose and our plan that he has for our life. Amen. You got to understand something. While God is doing this, you must recognize your own heart intent. Uh -huh. You got to recognize your own heart intent. In other words, amen, as God, as you're praying and you're seeking God's face and you're believing God for some things and you're trusting God for some things, you're saying, God, I want this, I want that. Your desires are such toward God because uh, uh, you're seeking his face for some very significant things. But the remember, you got to understand what your motive is and you got to be careful what your motive is because, amen, hallelujah, you you got to recognize your own heart intent. Somebody say heart intent. H-E-A-R-T intent. I-N-T-E-N-T. -E All right. Your own heart intent. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. This is your PowerPoint moment. I'm already at your PowerPoint moment for tonight. Yes, I am. This is your PowerPoint moment. Your PowerPoint moment is this. Put boundaries on your desires and keep your motives pure. 
Mm -hmm. Somebody type that, say, put boundaries on your desires and keep your motives pure. Why do I say keep boundaries on your desires? Because if your desires are not God's desires for your life, amen, then it can trip you up and you will end up having something that God never intended for you to have. You will end up connecting with people that God never intended for you to connect with. You will end up doing things that God never intended for you to do. You will end up walking down a path that God never intended for you to walk down. So you got to make sure that you put your put boundaries on your desires and keep your motives pure. That's your PowerPoint moment. Uh, good motives, amen. Good motives with negative results. All right. So let's look at our uh, uh, our topic for this evening. Let's look at our our subject matter. Let's look at our text. That's what I want to say. Let's look at our text for this evening. Okay. Uh, we are looking at the book of Judges. That's we. That's where we're at. We're in the book of Judges. Uh, this book is broken up into. Amen. This book is broken up into six periods, and I'm not going to go through all the periods. I did something so kind on tonight. I made sure that all the periods are scrolling down the bottom. Okay. So the book of Judges is broken up into six periods. And so we are dealing with the fourth period. We're dealing with a man by the name of Gideon on the, during the course of this series. We're going to deal with the Israelites, but specifically, we're going to deal a lot with Gideon during this time. He comes along after the judge of Deborah or Deborah, depending on what side of the tracks you want to be on, and Barak or Barak. All right. He comes on, he comes after the, the judge of Deborah and the third period of the judges. And Gideon is the fourth period of the judges. Gideon was one who God clearly had a plan for his life. God clearly had a plan for his life during what was the time of hopelessness and unsettlement. Uh, even though they were in a state of uh, discipline, because that's what the God was doing, even though they were in a state of hopelessness, because they were, even though they were in a state of unsettlement because they were not in the place where they used to be in, they were not in their own homes, they were not, uh, they did not have full reign and dominion over their own land, even though they were in a place of unsettlement, amen, being in captivity for seven years, they were in captivity by the with the Midian Midianites for seven years, but yet God called Gideon. So in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this COVID-19, I know, amen, some people are saying that, you know, there's nothing. I'm just ready for this to be over. And then I'll do what I'm supposed to do because I can't do what I'm supposed to do at this particular time. Lies. That's a lie from the pit of hell because God called Gideon in the midst of everything topsy-turvy in his life. Nothing was the same for the children of Israel. Nothing was the same for Gideon. And God called him during this time. Guess what? Gideon had a visitation. He had a call and he had a commission from God. Let me say that again. Gideon had a visitation from God. Gideon had a call and Gideon had a commission. Amen. In this time that we're living, God said, I want to visit with you. I want to tell you what I have on my mind. I want you to know what I'm asking for you to do. 
And when I tell you to do it, and when I ask you to do it, I want you to get up, I want you to move, and I want you to what? Do it. So Gideon had a visitation, he had a call, and he had a commission from God to do a specific work during a time of unsettlement, during a time of unrest, during a time where God, amen, hallelujah, where God needed to get the glory and the honor out of the children of Israel's life because they had strayed away. So God was trying to get them back to a place where he could, what, hallelujah, receive their praise and their worship. So, so, now, amen, when we look at this, when we look at this, uh, we find out, amen, hallelujah, we find out, amen, that um, now Gideon, amen, I told you he had a call, he had a visitation, he had a call, and he had a commission from God. But one, uh, but one, but one thing about Gideon, he had an issue, he had an issue, yes, he did, he had a major issue. Uh, Gideon's issue, uh, and the issue I had with Gideon is that he had limited vision to see beyond where he was and how things could change. Gideon had limited vision. Excuse me, y'all. I'm trying to situate something real quick. Amen. He had limited vision, amen, to see where he was, amen, hallelujah, and to see, amen, and amen, to see where he was and to see beyond where he was, excuse me, to see beyond where he was and how things could change. He had limited uh, vision. Uh, you must have faith lens during this time. Somebody say faith lens, faith, uh, uh, faith lens during this time. This uh, 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 type that in their faith lens, F-A-I-T-H-L-E-N-S, amen, faith lens. You have to have faith lens during this time, amen. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, for we walk by faith and what? Not by sight. You got to be able to see, amen, through the eyes of faith and not through your natural eyes during this time. I know we're looking at everything that's going on the, on the news. I know that we seeing everything that's going on in the news, but you got to be able to see beyond where you are at right now. Amen. And know that there's going to be a change that takes place. There's going to be a post COVID-19. We're not going to always be in COVID-19. God help us if we are. My God, there would truly be a new way of living. It's not going to go back to the same that it was, but you got to see from beyond this point to what God is going to take you. Oh my God. You got to see beyond this point from where God is going to take you and know that you cannot get there by looking through your natural lens, but you got to have faith lens during this time. If you are going to do what God has called you and commissioned for you to do, uh, because you have had a visitation from God, you cannot allow yourself to be affected by what you see and by what you hear. Amen. If you have not had a visitation from God, I admonish you to get in God's face. I admonish you to get a prayer life that will usher you into the presence of God that you may have a visitation 
visitation from God. I admonish you to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come and to visit you. I admonish you to, amen, get into a prayer life where you have to, amen, lose yourself in the midst of it and you realize that God, amen, has come and visit you at that very moment. You need a visitation from God in this hour. My God, you need God to say something to you. You need God to usher you into his presence. Amen. You got to have a visitation from God because when you have a visitation from God, it will change your whole entire life. My God, when God visited you, when God visits you, it will change your whole entire life. Amen. Not for the bad, but for the good. So you got to have a visitation from God. And when you have a visitation from God, God is going to speak to you. God is not only going to speak to you, but he's going to give you instructions. He's going to tell you what he needs you to do. He's going to ask you to do a specific thing for a specific reason because it's connected to your purpose and your destiny. So when you have a visitation from God, you must be willing to step and to step up and move upon the command that God is giving you. Come on, give God some praise. So you got to have a visitation from God in this hour. You got to see God. You got to be in his presence. And if you have not, then you have to begin to seek God for that visitation. Uh, 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 but so when we look at Gideon, Gideon had, I told you, a visitation. He had a call and he had a commission. Um, but one again, I told you that one of the issues with Gideon is that he had limited vision to see beyond where he was and how things could change. He had limited visitation, limited vision. So Gideon focused on surviving. That's what he did. When you in a, when you're in the state of survival. Amen. You just focus on the present moment. You're in the state of survival. You're trying to get to the next day. You're trying to get from one day to the next day. You don't look beyond where you're at. So Gideon was focused on survival. Gideon, amen, amen. He was focused on survival, then advancing. Yes, rather, excuse me, rather than advancing. Gideon was focused on survival rather than advancing. He was focused on getting his family food, amen, and was very resourceful in accomplishing that task. Remember that. We're going to deal with that, amen. Next Tuesday, we're going to deal with that. We're not going to deal with that tonight, but we're going to deal with that next Tuesday, amen. amen. So he was very resourceful and getting and accomplishing in how he can take care of his family. I have a question for you tonight. What is your focus? That's my question for you tonight. What is your focus? Amen. What is your focus in this pandemic? What are you concentrating on more than you concentrating on God? What has your attention more than God? What 
what is your focus in this pandemic? Philippians 4 and 19 says, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Let me tell you something. Amen. You don't got to worry whether or not God is going to meet your needs. He already has met your needs. All you got to do is ask him for what you need. God knows what you have need of before you even ask. You got to understand that you don't have to worry about surviving because God has already taken care of what you need. What is your focus during this time? If it's not on God, if it's not in prayer, if it's not in his word, then you got to shift your focus back to God. Amen. And know that God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all what you are, what you can even ask or even think. What are you focusing on in this hour that has your attention? So Gideon was more focused on surviving than advancing. He was more focused on amen, getting what he needed than advancing. Amen. So what are you focused on in this hour? So let's look at something before we can, amen, before we can uh, 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 go into the fullness of our text where we uh, derived our um before we derive our, uh, our our scripture reading, we have to actually go back. And y'all know I like to lay a foundation. Y'all know I like to, amen, plant, uh, lay that foundation so that you can, amen, get the fullness of what God is saying, okay? So let's go back to the sixth chapter of Judges. Go back to the sixth chapter of Judges. Let's uh, what happens in the sixth chapter of Judges. The Bible says in 6.1, it says the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Yes, they did. And because they did evil, amen, the Lord allowed them to be delivered into the hands of the Midianites for seven years. I told you that they were in captivity. Amen. They lost everything for seven years. My God, we're going to deal with that as well. All right. And so in the sixth chapter and the second verse, during this time, the Bible says unto us that the Midianites prevailed over the children of Israel. Every time they attempted to recover and take their land back from the Midianites, um, then take their life back from the Midianites, then God would not allow them uh, to be victorious. Every time they tried to overcome their enemy, God would not allow them to be victorious. Why? Because they were disobedient. They were in sin. Let me tell you something. If you're not, amen, in obedience, all disobedience is sin. If you are sinning against the Lord, God is not going to give you the victory. He is not going to make sure that you have everything you need. He will he will correct you before he bless you. Mm -hmm. Yes, he will. Somebody say that God will correct you before he bless you. God would God would not allow the many God would not allow the children of Israel to overcome their enemy until amen, they got into a place of obedience, until they were corrected from their wrongdoing. So God will not bless you until he corrects you. The Bible says that many of 
of the children of Israel, they did something to get away from their enemies. The Bible said that many of the children of Israel, they retreated and began to live in dens in the mountain, as well as caves. And the Bible says strongholds. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said that they went to caves. They live in the mountains in strongholds. When you see that word right there, strongholds, it means fortresses. In other words, they were hiding out and they began to live in caves and fortresses. When you look at that word stronghold in the Hebrew, it's Masada, all right? It's Masada. That's the, that's the Hebrew word for that. And it means strong foundation or support. That's what that means. Masada is a natural fortress built on the top of a barren mountainous desert plateau, thousands of feet above the Dead Sea. That's what a, a, a stronghold is. Amen. It's a strong foundation. Amen. Of support. Look at this. Look at God. Even though God was disciplining them, even though God had to deal with them because they had left, amen, God for, amen, other gods, when God told them, do not worship the gods of the nations surrounding you. Do not get into, amen, what they're doing. Amen. Worship me, trust me, and serve me as God. Do not go out to those pagan gods and worship those pagan gods. Even though the children of Israel were in a state of disobedience, God still made sure that they were still taken care of. Amen. Look at this. In the middle of everything they were dealing with that, that they were dealing with, beginning with being oppressed and being displaced in their own land, and they still had a place of a strong foundation. They still had a support from God. God didn't allow them to go hungry and to starve to death. Amen. He still allowed them to go to the mountaintop to get away from their enemies. Amen. They had a place out of reach of their enemies. They could no longer occupy the land that God had given them. They no longer could take dominion over the places that God had given them. Some of y'all amen, got to realize there's a reason why God had not allowed you to possess what you used to possess. Oh my God. Hallelujah. My God. There's a reason why. Because you got good motives, but it has uh, uh, but now you have attracted a negative outcome or a negative result. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look at the Midianites for a second. Let's look at the Midianites for a second. Uh, you must understand that the Midianites were descendants from Abram, amen, Abraham's second wife. Let me say it that way. Amen. The Midianites were descendants from Abraham's second wife, which they were the seed of Abraham. Yes, they were. Amen. Because Abraham took a second wife. Amen. Her name was Keturah. You can read about this in Genesis, the 25th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Amen. Her name was Keturah. The Bible says that after the death of Sarah, Abraham took another wife and they said that she was a concubine. My God, right? Amen. They said she was a concubine and her name was Keturah by whom she had six sons. Mm -hmm. She had six sons. Uh, she gave Abraham six 
more sons. And so what happened, you had the son, uh, Zeram, and then you had just uh, Joksam, uh, then you had Midian, and then you had Midian, and then you had Ishbak, and you had Shua, all right? He, she had six sons, and this is who birthed Midian. Uh, that's where you get the Midianites from. So now, amen, now you got to realize something. Uh, we're all the seeds of Abraham, the children of Israel were the seeds of Abraham. Amen. These are his extent. They were Abraham is their is his is their ancestor. Let me put it that way. Amen. They were all being enslaved and oppressed by their relative. My God. They were all being enslaved and oppressed by their relatives, even though they were their enemy, amen, even though they were their enemy because they did not come from the promised child. So that's why they became their enemy, amen. But uh, that's one reason why, not all the reason why, but that's one reason why. That's, that's a whole nother lesson for another different time and and day, all right. So anyway, they were being oppressed by their relatives. Sometimes it's not the ones that are strangers that will cause confusion, issues, and problems in your life. Sometimes it's not the strangers that will do that. Sometimes it's not the ones that are strangers that will bring chaos to your life. But it is the ones that are biologically connected to you that might have a that you might have to get deliverance from. My God, some of us, amen, we're not struggling with strangers, but we're struggling with our relatives. Amen. We're struggling with how they treat us. We're struggling with what they say to us. We're struggling for how they deal with us. They're causing chaos and confusion in our life. Amen. I need somebody to say on tonight, let them go heal and get delivered. My God, let them go heal and get delivered somebody type that let them go heal and get deliverance sometimes you gotta let people go amen because they're not bringing anything to your life if somebody is not adding to your life then they're uh, they are subtracting from your life and you have to let them go you gotta get healed and you gotta get delivered my god hallelujah so the Bible says in chapter six, the third through the seventh verse, the Bible says that the children of Israel not only had to contend with the Midianites who were their relatives, they also had to contend with the Amalekites. Uh, yes, that's a whole nother lineage. All right, amen. Uh, but they're all still connected. Amen, amen. So he says that he did not, they not only had to deal with amen, the Midianites, but they also had to deal with the Amalekites and the children of the east, meaning the uh, the other neighboring nations. So the Bible said they had to attend with um, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and all those other surrounding polytheistic nations. Amen. Those that worship more than one God, because that's what polytheistic or uh, polytheism is, is the worshiping of more than one God. All right. So they had to uh, contend with a polytheistic nation all around them. 
kingdom. How do you deal with the fact that God has called you out, but all around you is nothing, amen, nothing like God. There's no presence of God. There's there's evil all around you, amen. How do you deal with the fact that God has called you out and placed you in the midst of everything, hallelujah, that does not worship God, that does not acknowledge God, that does not care that your God is the living God? How do you deal with it being placed in the midst of, amen, hallelujah, a pagan society? My God, hallelujah, the children of Israel struggled in the midst of a pagan society. They struggled, amen, serving God in the midst. But I'm here to admonish you all, amen, even though there's chaos and confusion all around us, everybody don't want to acknowledge God. Everybody don't want to serve God. Everybody don't care whether or not God lives or God is dead. They don't care. But I admonish you to stay the course. I admonish you to keep trusting God. I admonish you to declare even on tonight, as for me in my house, I will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. I trust him. I believe in him. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Come high water, hell on high water. Jesus is still is Lord. And I've been through some things in my life that even sometimes I had to sit back and say, God, where are you? Amen. But I said, like David said, I was young and now I'm old and I never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I had to sit back and say, like David said, if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. I know that there is a living God. I trust and believe that there's a living God and you got to do the same. Know that God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. And you'll know that God has not forgotten about you in the midst of all that is going on. Come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that they had to contend with the Midianites and the Malachites and all the other surrounding nations they had to contend with in the midst of all that they were going through. They were in captivity by the Midianites, but they still had to deal with other nations taking advantage of them. Amen. The, the Bible says that they came up against them and destroyed everything they had. The surrounding nations, the Midians and the, the Midianites and the Amalekites and the surrounding nations destroyed everything that they had. Amen. They destroyed their crops, their land, and stole their livestock, their sheep, their oxen, their donkey, and their wealth. Yes, they stole, they, they destroyed their crops, they destroyed their land, their houses. Amen. They destroyed their, they stole their livestock, their sheep, their oxen and donkey, and they took their wealth away from them. The enemy took their sacrifices. The enemy took their food. The enemy took their assistance and their mode of transportation. Don't you know that the enemy desires to touch everything that's around you to get you off focus, to get you off track, to get you not trusting and believing the Lord? Don't you realize that the enemy, amen, he will cause havoc in your 
your life. If it's not one thing, it's another. Amen. He will touch everything that surrounds you. He will touch your children. He will touch your finances. He will touch your vehicle. He will touch your house. Now everything is breaking down in your house. He will touch everything around you to get you off course, to get you off focus so that you will not have time to worship God. You will not, you will stop trusting in the Lord, our God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the Midianites, the Amalekites and the surrounding nations stole and destroyed everything from the children of Israel. Amen. He stole, they stole their sacrifice, which was their sheep. Amen. The sheep was used as their sacrifices unto the Lord, as well as wool for clothing. Uh, they stole their crops for food. So they did not have, amen, access to the necessities that they needed to, amen, nourish their bodies. Amen. Not only that, they stole their oxen, which was sacrifice and food as well. And they stole their donkeys used for hauling things and for plowing and for riding from one point to the next. The enemy touched every area of their life. My God, I don't know who I'm talking to. And right now, amen, it seems like the enemy has touched every area of your life. But I admonish you to seek the Lord's face and ask God, God, what is it? In Am I missing something? Am I off track with something? Because God is trying to get your attention for some reason. The enemy took their sacrifice. He took their food and he took their assistance. He took their mode of transportation. The enemy ravished their crops. The Bible said that the children of Israel were and became greatly impoverished. Look at that. Look at that. The Bible actually says that they became impoverished. They became poor. My God. They became poor over all of this. The enemy took everything from them. And so now they were in the state of poverty. They were in a state of poverty. But then look what happens. Look what happens at the beginning of the sixth chapter. Look what happens. After all of that, the Bible says, what does the Bible says? Look at this. The Bible says that after a met, it talks about them losing everything. The Bible says even they lost everything. All right. The enemy destroyed an increase of, of everything that they had from one side of their land to the next side of their land, all the way to Gaza. That's what the Bible says. Amen. They had no substance left. And verse four, it says they had no substance left for Israel, neither sheep nor oxen or ass nor donkey, right? Uh, for they came up, amen, with their cattle in their tents and they kept as grasshoppers for multitude for both they were their camels without number and they entered into the land to destroy it. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says that the enemy, there were so many of them, they looked like grasshoppers in their land. It was so many of them. They came up with their camels. They came up and they pitched their tents. They made themselves comfortable 
in the children of Israel land. My God, don't ever allow, amen, the enemy, amen, to call, don't ever allow the enemy to get comfortable in your space. My Jesus, my God, hallelujah. Is the cam, is the, uh, is the, uh, is the live feed still on? Somebody tell me, let me know, is the live feed still on? Amen, hallelujah. Is the live feed still on? Amen, hallelujah. If it is, please put in the box the live feed. Amen, hallelujah. Please put it in the box. Let me know because I'm seeing that something's saying trouble on my end. Amen, hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah. Let me know if it's still on because uh, I'm seeing trouble on my end. Hallelujah. Amen, so, amen, hallelujah. Look at that. Don't ever allow the enemy, amen, to get comfortable, amen. Don't ever allow him to get comfortable in your space. Don't ever allow the enemy to do that, amen, because when he gets comfortable in your space, then he has just conquered who you are. He just conquered you, amen, and you don't never want the enemy to conquer you, so don't allow the enemy to get comfortable in your space. The enemy shall never be comfortable in your space because you are a child of God. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, amen, hallelujah. It's coming back. Thank you so very much. God bless you. Thank you, Alyssa, amen. Thank you so very much. So don't allow the enemy get comfortable in your space because when he gets comfortable in your space then that means that he has conquered you the enemy you should have so much god in you amen that the enemy is uncomfortable around you have you ever been in a room with a bunch of people amen and when you're in a room or your presence is there they're uncomfortable now they don't know what to do with themselves now all of a sudden they got an attitude now all of a sudden they don't want to be there anymore now all of a sudden you you disturb the attitude atmosphere. It's because you upset that enemy on the inside of them, that spirit on the inside of them, because you are a child of God. And when you walk into a space, it shall shift the atmosphere. It shall shift the atmosphere. Amen. So the Bible says that the enemy came into their land and took over everything. Amen. But then look what happens. It says in verse six, it says, and Israel was greatly impoverished because the Midianites uh, and the children of Israel, it looks because of the Midianites. And then it says in verse six, it says, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. We get ready to close this out. The Bible says, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And when the enemy came in and everything happened, the children of Israel now cries unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God sends a prophet. Whoa, my God. God sent when they cried, only when they cried, God sent the prophet. When they began to call on the name of the Lord, when they began to say, Lord, save us, when they began to say, Lord, deliver us, then God sent a prophet to speak to the children of Israel and tell them what God says. Amen. The Bible says that the prophet tells them, I brought you up and out of bondage in Egypt. The prophet tells them, I delivered you from the hands of the Egyptians. The prophet it says I drove out of I drove them out of their own land and that and the other nations out of their own land and gave their land to 
you and of those who oppress you. I did these things. That's what the prophet said that the Lord said. And the Bible said that the prophet said, I also amen, told you not to fear the gods of the Amorites. Uh, uh, you didn't, I did not want you to worship them. Don't reverence them. That's what he was saying. I told you not to fear. I told you not to worship. I told you not to reverence them whose land you dwelled in. But one thing you did, he said, you disobeyed. My God, when God tells you to do something and God tells you not to do something, then don't uh, amen. Do you got to obey the voice of the Lord? Amen. God tell you not to do something, then don't do it. If God said touch not, taste not, handle not, then don't do it. No unclean thing, don't do it. God said don't worship no other God and don't put no other God before me, then don't do it. God said I did all these things for y'all. I even gave them your land. I even gave you their land, but yet you still worship their God after I told you not to worship their gods. Amen. You are still disobedient. Some of you don't do not realize that God had to get your attention. Some of the stuff that you're going through right now is because God is trying to get your attention. Amen. That's what God had to do for the children of Israel. Amen. After the enemy came into their camp, after the enemy came into their land, guess what? They didn't cry out until the enemy took over, but God had to get their attention. Now they're crying out unto the Lord. And some of y'all, God said, I'm doing and I'm allowing things to happen in your life the way they're happening. It's because I got, I'm trying to get your attention in this hour. He had to shut you up and sit you down. My God, God had to shut some of us up and sit some of us down. Some of you have lost some things in this pandemic. Yes, you did. You lost some things. Amen. Some of us have gained some things and some of us have lost some things. And if you did lose some things, amen, you got to ask God, God, did I lose this because of my disobedience? Because I sinned against you. Some of us, God is trying to get our attention. Some of you have experiencing some significant setbacks during this time in this pandemic. We all experienced some setbacks, but some of us experienced some significant setbacks during this time. It seems as if everything that would go wrong, did go wrong, tried to go wrong, brought friends along and went wrong. My God, let me say that again. Some of us are looking at ourselves and we're saying to ourselves, it seems as if everything would go wrong, did go wrong, tried to go wrong, brought some friends along and went wrong. My God, God is saying, I'm trying to get your attention in this hour. There's something that I need you to know. There's something I got to do in your life. There's something you must hear from me. There's some things I got to pull together in your life. My God. God said there are some things you got to know. Hallelujah. That I have charged you with and you have not obeyed my voice. There are some things I asked you to do and you still have not get up and do and, and started moving toward the thing that I told you to do. God said, this is why things are not coming together because I got to correct you before I bless you. Amen. Everything stopped in your life and the life that you knew to be, that was all of 
gave us everything stopped in our life for a second and the life that we knew to be but God had to get your attention I believe that God had to get the world's attention I believe that God had to get the body of Christ's attention yes he did he had to sit he had to shut us up and he had to sit us down for a second yes he did because God said y'all going too far to the left God said y'all not listening to me you listening to your own voice God said I am tired of repeating myself over and over again and you still are in disobedience God had to get our attention he tried God had to say shut up and sit down just like that oh my God hallelujah I know that shut up seems like it's a rude way of saying things amen but God said this time I had to say shut up and sit down because you were doing too much you weren't listening to me you weren't obeying me God said I got to correct you before I bless you oh my God some of us the times and the tables are changing and they're turning for us because when this pandemic happened we began to say oh Lord wait a minute something is wrong in the land something is happening in the land let me lay before you God and if I got to empty out if I got to ask you to pray if I got to ask you to purge me with his sub if I got to say God forgive me for I have sinned if I got to be transparent before your Lord that's what I'm going to do because God I don't know about you but God had did a roll call in 2020 like no other people was dropping like flies in this hour people were dying people were leaving here one day and one second after another but God said I had to get your attention you had to God said I had to shut you up and sit you down amen I dare somebody on tonight to cry out unto the Lord and know that God is going to turn your situation around in your favor cry out unto the Lord amen and when you cry out unto the Lord, God said, I will send a prophet in the midst of thee, amen, that will speak unto you, amen, what you need to know and what you need to hear from God. Hallelujah. Lord God, God, somebody cry out unto the Lord. <clears throat> somebody say cry out unto the Lord and hallelujah and watch God send a prophet to speak, to speak into your life. My God. The moment that the children of Israel cried out, that's when God sent the prophet to speak. It might not have been what they wanted to hear, <coughs> but the prophet spoke into their life to get their attention back on God, to get them to sit and to listen to what this Lord said, cry out on tonight. I dare you and watch God begin to speak. Watch God begin to answer your prayers and hear what you've been saying. Some of us, we can't hear from God because we're in our own way. You can't even hear from a prophet because you're in your own way. You're in your own way. Get out your way. Get out your own way. Let you go. And let God arise in your life. Let you go. See the children of Israel. 
They were so caught up in what they wanted. That's why I told you, put your boundaries, put boundaries on your desires and keep your motives pure. You got to keep boundaries on your desires. If these are not the desires of the Lord for your life, you got to bring that stuff in. Some of us need to say, God, what is the, what are your desires for my life? So that God can answer. Good motives with negative results. So that was part one. We're going to come back on next week. We're going to come back on next week. Bible study at seven o'clock. This was part one. We got to we got to continue to talk about good motives with negative results. We're going to deal with Gideon and the children of Israel. We're going to deal with them. And watch how things happen. Watch how things happen. Cry out so that a prophet can come and speak. When you begin to cry out unto the Lord. God said, I will send a prophet in the midst of you to speak. Every time the children of Israel read it throughout history, every time they cried out, when they finally got to the place, they said, I surrender. Y'all remember that old song, I surrender all? It was an old worship song. We don't sing those songs anymore, right? I surrender all. I'm not going to sing because, you know, my voice is not good tonight. I can't sing, y'all. <laughs> all right. But cry out unto the Lord. They surrendered. They said, okay, God, we done had enough. This, this is too much. God, we need you. And when they did that, when they did that, that's when God sent the prophet to speak. This is the time of the prophet. This is the hour of the prophet. And so you got to be in position to hear. You can't have your desires and God's desires too. One or the other. You cannot have your desires and God's desires too. One or the other. Mm -hmm. One or the other. So we thank God to next week. Stay with us on next week or come back, should I say, on next week. <laughs> come back to us on next week. We're going to be doing part two. Good motives with negative intentions. Good motives with negative negative results. Negative outcome. I'm just, let me get myself together tonight. All right. Good motives with negative results. Good motives with negative. I'm going to get myself together tonight. Good motives with negative results. And I said negative outcome. That's why, because I got negative outcome. That's because I was talking on the phone when I was typing this up. That's what I got to, um, sometimes not multitask with negative results. Okay. Good motives with negative results. That's the subject title. Good motive with negative results. So we thank God for you, 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 and you. We bless God for you all on tonight. We thank God for um, just being with us on tonight. Um, and so we're excited um, again that you all have joined us on tonight. Uh, pray much for us because I'm always praying for you all. I'm always praying for you all.
And so um, join us tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. for Breaking Up Day Prayer Conference Call. 15 minutes can change your life. Um, let me tell you something. Uh, and she, I don't know if she's on here, you know, watching some, so people watch, but sometimes they don't, um, they don't say anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, but um, so uh, I thank God because last, last week, Wednesday, uh, we had a powerful, powerful prayer. So join us on tomorrow morning for breaking up day prayer conference call. Uh, 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 Tracy, um, um, she she sent me a prayer after that after that breaking up day prayer conference call, and she specifically said, you know, she said, Pastor Jones, I'm praying for you. She said because you upset the enemy's kingdom, you upset the enemy's camp on this morning. That was last week, Wednesday, when we had our prayer. We were praying for the mind. We were praying against mental health illnesses and things like that. She said you upset the enemy's camp, and probably not. At, she said I'm praying for you because the enemy is going to try to attack you and try to upset you and frustrate you. And that's exactly what happened on last week, Wednesday. That's exactly what happened. And so pray much for me, amen, as I do the will of the Lord. Keep me in your prayers as I keep you all in, in prayer as well. And so we love you much. We thank God for each and every one of you. I hope that you all have enjoyed the word on tonight. We're going to pray before we close out. Again, if you have not registered for the Bow um, Summit Business Oil, and worship business oil and worship register thank you all to those who have already registered we thank god for you appreciate you thank you so very much but register time is come fastly approaching my god time is fastly approaching and i want to be able to get a good count so that i can make sure that i have enough registration packets so spread the word tell somebody invite somebody go to our website Go to our website and register by October the 8th. Um, um, after that, it's a late registration, but we're not going to go up on the price. It's just going to be late. All right. Um, but October the 8th, um, we're trying to close out the registration by October the 8th. So tell somebody it's not just for women. Again, I'll say that again. It's not just for women. All right. Men are welcome as well. All right. So you're registering for that Saturday um, for a closed um, um, session with um, Tiffany Montgomery. And so we're um, business oriented worship. Go to our website. It's scrolling down the bottom. And so that way you can register. Go to the tab that says Bow Summit. And right there on that page, you can register right at the bottom of that page. So go ahead and register. We thank God for those who have already done so. All right. So let us pray on tonight and as well as um, see you tomorrow morning at 630 a.m. Come on, let us pray tonight. Let us pray. We're going to be praying for you all on tonight. And we're praying tomorrow morning as well. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, God. We love you on today. We thank you for what our eyes have seen and our ears have heard. We thank you for the word that has gone forth. We thank you for, Lord God, for how you are ministering unto us even now, Father. We thank you because, God, hallelujah, we want our motives to be pure. We want to put boundaries on our desires. And, God, we want our desires to be your desires in Jesus' name. I pray right now, God, that you will speak to your people. I pray that you will send a prophet in the midst of them, a prophet, a true man and a woman of God in the midst of them that will speak into their lives, God, that will 
Lord God, answer their prayers and give them clarity in what they need clarity with, God, in Jesus' name. I pray right now that you will keep them safe, God, even on tonight, God. We pray for those that who might be in the path of these hurricanes, God. We pray that you will cover them and bless them in Jesus' name. I pray right now that you allow no hurt, harm, nor danger to come upon your people. Even now, God, I pray that you will give them a restful rest and a peaceful rest. Thank you, Lord God, for blessing them. Thank you for favoring them. Thank you for keeping them. Thank you, Lord God, for never forgetting about any of us. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we bless you. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. We love you. Have an awesome, awesome night. See you tomorrow morning.